0: Welcome to the Gentle Counselor podcast, episode number 24. My name is Crystal and I'm the creator of the Gentle Counselor where I provide online resources to support the mental health and well-being of parents and children. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and it's going to be all about attachment theory. So if you've been wondering about your attachment style, then this is the episode for you. Before we get started, if you have no idea about attachment theory or the attachment styles or which one you might be, I do suggest pausing this episode, heading over to my website, thegentlecounselor.com, and going to the freebie section because I have developed a really short and simple quiz that you can take that will give you an idea of which attachment style you might relate with. Let's first talk about what is attachment theory and why do we have the attachment styles? So basically, when we are looking at the relationship dynamic between a parent and a child, we can see interactions happening between them. There's a lot that's happening in how they respond to each other, how they talk to each other, how the communication is or isn't flowing and how the caregiver, the parent, is responding or not responding And then you'll see some certain behaviors in the child and what happens is they have attachment needs and they also have a way of expressing this and so depending on how the caregiver is responsive to their needs depends on which attachment style they develop. So the attachment style that you have comes from early childhood. It's those first couple of years of experience that really matter and have a really huge impact on which attachment style you'll have. And that sets you off on a trajectory for all your relationships in your lives up until adulthood. And there are four attachment styles. So we have the secure attachment, which is the goal. That's what we all want to have is to have the secure attachment. Then you have the ambivalent attachment, which is the more anxious one. We have the avoidant attachment, which is the more uh, distancing one, you know, avoiding. (laughs) And then we have the disorganized attachment, which is pretty much a mixture of the ambivalent and the avoidant, hence why it's called disorganized. So if you're looking at the statistics of this, generally 50% of the population has a secure attachment, which means the other 50 is an insecure type. Generally, we have ambivalent at like a 23 and the avoidant at say a 25, and then the disorganized makes up that other 1 or 2%. So the disorganized is the smallest of the population simply because that one stems from trauma and neglect and abuse. So when we're talking about the ambivalent and avoidant, we're not necessarily talking about someone who has experienced that. One of the main reasons why I like talking about the attachment styles, especially in the work I do with Gentle Motherhood, which if you didn't know, is a monthly membership I have that helps support mothers on their inner healing journey so that they can thrive and be the best mothers that they want to be. Because we get triggered. We get triggered as parents, we get triggered in our relationships around us, like our romantic relationships, our friendships, our co-worker relationships, it really can explain so many different aspects in our lives, and it can help us understand why we think or behave in certain ways, and once you get that understanding of how to work on developing a secure attachment, that's really going to help you on your healing process as well. Because one of the biggest things that I believe in is that as parents, especially as parents who are aware that we have some sort of unresolved trauma from our childhood, is that we have the responsibility and the gift to pass on to our children so that we are healing, not just for us, but for them as well, so that they don't have to necessarily heal or recover from us as their parents. And this isn't to say that we need to be perfect, because for those of you that have followed me from the beginning, you know that I don't believe perfect parents exist. That's a lie. We're human, we make mistakes. What's important here is that we know better, and we do better, and we're informing ourselves so that every day we can make conscious choices to do better. So let's firstly talk about the secure attachment because this is the goal. So this is the one that we all want to be. So if you are someone with a secure attachment, you've experienced those attachment figures, your caregiver, your parent in your life that have been available and responsive and helpful to your needs. Now, remember, when we talk about needs, it's more than the basics of food, water, shelter. We're talking about those higher needs that have to do with our emotional, mental, psychological well-being as well. So your caregivers have been emotionally and physically available. They've responded to these needs. And one of the most important things about this is that they've been consistent. So they were predictable and you knew that you were going to be responded to. And of course they were loving. And as a small child, they would have done co-regulation with you as well. So for you as an adult with a secure attachment, these warm and loving relationships in your life come naturally. And you're someone that's able to effectively communicate your feelings and your needs and your upsets. You're also comfortable in a relationship with intimacy. So you don't shy away from that and you don't feel uncomfortable about it. You're also able to read your partner's emotional cues and respond to that. And as a couple, um, even in friendships and co-worker relationships, you're able to resolve conflict constructively. So when you're a parent with a secure attachment, your attachment style triggers you into action. So it makes you respond to your child's needs, such as things that we talk about, like naming their emotion, giving physical comfort, like a hug, checking if there's an unmet need, like if they are hungry or thirsty or tired. But you're also emotionally available and you're able to focus on connection time with them. So for example, like reading a story or playing together, all these things sort of come naturally to you because that's, your built-in attachment style from your childhood. And this is what we all hope to have, and you can definitely be someone with a secure attachment. Let's talk about the three insecure attachment styles. So like I said, attachment needs refer to how our parents responded to us as a child when we were hurt or separated or scared and there are certain situations that trigger our attachment needs and this results in our attachment seeking behavior so we all want to seek close connection to our attachment figure we all want to feel safe and emotionally supported so if you are an ambivalent attachment your attachment triggers you to overactivate your attachment behavior. So this means that you're someone that is a bit more highly anxious. You're a bit sensitive, not only to your emotions, but to those around you and how they are responding to you. You might have been a child that was clinging or as an adult in relationships, you might come off as a bit more demanding because you're wanting your attachment figures attention. In a relationship, you might be constantly worried that your partner's going to reject or abandon you. And those relationships might make you feel like you're fearful and hurt and angry and rejected because you're also overly sensitive to your partner's mood. You might also be someone that lacks boundaries. And in your relationship, because you're always assuming rejection, you kind of reject yourself first. So you're doing that to yourself constantly, hence why it's being anxious. And when you do have this ambivalent attachment style, you might even end up blocking out some of those loving gestures from your partner because you're holding on to the belief that they don't care about you. And as a parent with an ambivalent attachment style, you're going to be triggered by either being there or not being there for your child. So you do some of that secure attachment style of responding to your child's needs but you're not consistent so there are times where you don't do that and this could be for a variety of reasons such as if your child's upset and seeks someone else for comfort you might take that really personally and be hurt by that and you might be someone that interrupts your child's play because you're anxious you want their attention you might even be someone that uses your child to meet your own comfort or needs. So when you're upset, you might go to your child in a way that's getting them to help you feel better. And all of this can be either at a conscious or a subconscious level. If you're an avoidant attachment style, your attachment triggers you to under-activate your attachment behavior. So growing up, you might have been someone that ended up using activities that you did or achievements that you earned as a way of connecting with those unmet needs. So if you are a high achiever, this one could resonate with you a bit. You're also uncomfortable when aroused. And what that means is when you're experiencing big emotions such as anger or feeling sad, you get really uncomfortable and you don't like feeling that way. You're someone who is actually really vulnerable and you want to protect yourself. And you do this by distancing or alienating yourself You might even see yourself and others in a negative light. Also because of this, you've become more self-sufficient because you're lacking trust in people around you. And you're just uncomfortable being physically or emotionally close to friends or your partner, especially. And you might tend to be someone who really values their independence and you want freedom. You also struggle with emotions in a way that you suppress or you might even hide your feelings. And when you're being confronted, you can get really defensive very easily. However, there is this misconception that avoidance don't want connection. And that's not true. They do. They crave attachment, but they anticipate pain from reaching out and possibly being rejected, which is a far worse feeling. And so they just don't bother basically because They were taught as a child that no matter what they did, they weren't going to be responded to. So essentially, they gave up. And of course, as a parent, you get triggered. So with the avoidant attachment style, you're triggered by your child expressing their needs. And you get triggered in a way that you might get annoyed that you're so needed and you might not want to engage or you might want to sort of reject your child, as in if they're wanting to be picked up or cuddled constantly, you just... Feel like you need to push them away all the time. You might meet their physical needs, like those basic needs of hunger and thirst, and if they're tired, but you really struggle with meeting their emotional needs, so showing comfort or being emotionally close to them. And the last one disorganized. So if you're disorganized, your attachment triggers you to be both over and underactive. In your attachment behavior because you are a mix of the ambivalent and the avoidant and like i mentioned before you've probably got a history with trauma and this leads to you feeling a lot of fear and shame and you constantly feel like you're under threat so if you've heard of the fight flight freeze fawn responses you're basically constantly in that state of feeling like you're under attack And because of this, you have difficulty exploring or understanding yourself and you have this history of danger or psychological abandonment even. So you might suffer with depression, you might get angry really easily, you might feel a lot of confusion and you've lacked developing these strategies to have your needs met. And so in your childhood, your attachment figure was probably frightened of you in the sense that they were depressed and helpless, or they were frightening to you because you were in an abusive or hostile household. So like I mentioned before, we all want to to have attachment-seeking behavior, and you have this extreme need for closeness, but you also, at the same time, have this intense fear of rejection. Because of the mistreatment from your childhood, that can also confuse you to think that that's what love is. And you might just feel disconnected with your sense of self. You might also find that you're in this sort of pattern where you're repeating dysfunctional relationships, and so if that sort of resonates with you it is really important for someone who might believe that they have a disorganized attachment to seek professional support so seeing a psychologist getting that one-on-one and face-to-face support to resolve that trauma is really important so if you feel like this is you i do always suggest when you're researching googling calling around psychologists do ask them and find out if they specialize in attachment. And as a parent with a disorganized attachment, you get triggered by either being frightening to or frightened of your child. So you might instead be focused on your own unmet needs and not understanding why they behave in a certain way because you might feel like there's no need for it, especially in comparison to you and what you're going through. So, developing a secure attachment in yourself means that you let yourself feel your feelings, but you're also making sure to heal that inner child of yours that's so desperately calling out. You're making a conscious choice to choose relationships around you and choose people that have a secure attachment that are positive relationships in your life. You might be someone that likes to practice mindfulness or daily gratitude and for you especially it's really important to have some self-care and have a plan around that making sure that you're meeting your needs and of course this all comes down to nourishing your body your mind and your soul and if you are someone that feels like you need some help with this like i mentioned you can always go and seek professional help from a psychologist who specializes in attachment If you're a mother listening to this, I do invite you to come over to my website, thegentlecounselor.com, and click on the membership tab and you'll be able to read a bit more about the gentle motherhood membership to see if there's something that would suit you. Because we do have a unit all about the attachment styles where we're going to be delving into it a lot deeper and you'll find out some more specific ways of how to get through it. You'll get a better understanding of your attachment style and what that means for you because even though I've done this podcast 20 minutes is still not enough to really go into the true depths of it and of course we have that safe and supportive environment including going live every month so you can sort of have like a one-on-one coaching call experience so it's really good to have that space when things come up for you and you notice you're getting triggered and you can come in and share that with everyone and we can work through that together and figure out what is going on, what's that unmet need, what's happening for you, what do you need and where do we go from here? If you're feeling a little bit triggered by this episode, I do encourage you to take a few moments to sit with yourself. You might like to find a quiet place. You might like to go for a walk. You might want to put on some music Or perhaps you have like a meditation YouTube video or app that you could listen to and just take a couple of moments to reflect because you might have a lot of strong emotions coming up. There's sometimes a lot of hard truths to accept in this as well not only when you're reflecting on your childhood but reflecting on how you are now as an adult and some of the behaviors that you that you might not like about yourself and we can put a lot of Guilt and shame on ourselves for that, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can have some comfort in understanding this is why. It all comes down to the attachment, and You had no control over that when you were a child. So it wasn't your fault. It's still not your fault. And it's never too late to develop a secure attachment.